Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Judges. We are close to the end. The closing narrative of the book of Judges encompasses Judges 19, which we'll start today, through chapter 21. And it is the most graphic depiction of lawlessness that existed during the time before there were uh, there was any monarchy in Israel. And as I read this chapter, it's like, God, I know you put this in here for, for a reason. I know you put this in here to give us a lesson. So as I get to the section that is super graphic, I will give you a warning. But let's listen to Judges chapter 19, verses 1 and 2, read from the New King James Version. And it came to pass in those days... When there was no king in Israel, that there was a certain Levite staying in the remote mountains of Ephraim. He took for himself a concubine from Bethlehem in Judah. But his concubine played the harlot against him and went away from him to her father's house at Bethlehem in Judah and was there four whole months. Again, Judges chapter 19 verses 1 and 2 read from the New King James Version. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. Again, that was Judges chapter 19 verses 1 and 2 read from the New King James Version. I am going to share words of um, F.B. Meyer. He said about reading um, this chapter, (laughs) he said, it will be sufficient to ponder these words, which occur four four times in the book without reading further in this terrible chapter, which shows the depths of depravity to which mankind may sink apart from the grace of God. In those words, there was no king in Israel. And because there was no king in Israel, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So this sets the stage for the terrible story in the following chapters. It meant that uh, no, the absence of political monarchs meant that they also refused to acknowledge and recognize God's leadership over them. And Israel just kept proving that throughout the book of Judges. God had to keep rescuing them from, um, from problems and circumstances of their own making. But let's listen to what else the commentaries had to say. It tells us that the uh, Levite, who's a priest, took for himself a concubine. So from the very start, there's a problem of a Levite 
someone of the priestly tribe having a concubine. And then there's the problem of the woman being involved in a sexual relationship with someone who is not her husband. A, a woman who was his sexual partner and a part of his household, but had no social status at all because her social status was below that of a wife. The Levite's concubine was recognized as a legal partner and some of the translations called her his wife, but she did not have the same status in the house or in society of a wife. So in this sense, the concubine was a legal mistress, if there's such a thing. And of course, God frowns on all of this. The Levite concubine played the whore and eloped from her husband. And that's the words of Matthew Henry. And he goes on to say, the Chaldean re Chaldee reads, it only she carried herself insolently to him or despised him. And he being displeased at her, she went away from him and was received and entertained at her, at her father's house. So again, uh, Matthew Henry is saying, well, she left her husband and her father let her back in, but she, um, instead of her living celibate, she entertained men while she was at her father's house. But let's continue. The Hebrew uh, says that, uses the common word describing sexual immorality. However, the Septuagint, which is the ancient Greek translation of the Old Testament says that the woman became angry with the Levites using words that uh, represent being very angry or full of hate. Had her husband turned her out of doors unjustly, her father ought to have pitied her, you know, her affliction. She should have felt sorry for her. But when she treacherously departed from her husband to embrace the bosom of a stranger, her father should not have uh, tolerated her sin. And those again, words of Matthew Henry. And the scripture went, made sure it pointed out the fact that um, they were from two different places. He's a Levite and the woman is from Bethlehem, the hometown of David. And it also pointed out in the commentaries that many prominent men in the Old Testament had concubines, but it didn't make it right, and God didn't bless them. It, uh, they gave the example of Abraham, Jacob, Caleb, Saul, David, and Solomon. And if you'll remember, Solomon had 300 concubines and Rehoboam. But again, God doesn't bless this kind of foolishness. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Even as we read scripture, that is hard to understand. That is hard to, um, to reckon with your righteousness. Hard to see why it's in the scripture. But God, we know it's for our instruction and righteousness. And we thank you for that. Even as we read of um, your heroes, warts and all, we have to look at ourselves that we are not perfect. There's none righteous but Christ. And we thank you that he died for our sins. He died to cover our sins, to make us um, fit to come before your throne. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit 
who makes groanings for us. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for your angels that you send to give protection to us. We thank you for that. Father, we're praying for those who need you. There's um, storms again out in the, in, the, in the waters. We're praying for those that will be impacted. Keep them safe as only you can. Um, those who have to get to higher ground or leave their homes, let them come back and find things well uh, with their homes. Let um, those who have other problems, of course, we continue to pray for the Middle East. We continue to pray for the people in uh, India who are fighting with against the Hindus, the Christians in India. We're continuing to pray for those in Afghanistan who are uh, having to try to survive now. We're praying for those uh in um, uh, the Ukraine who are having to deal with Russian aggression. So many things we're praying for God. But you're a big God and none of this takes you by surprise. And we're thanking you even as we celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Pray for a sweet year to come in this year. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.